Today, I'm going to teach you how to put four words at the end of any uncertain or negative sentence to completely change its meaning. The words are, and I love it, like this. I am so nervous to walk into that room and make a presentation in front of all of those people, and I love it. I cannot believe after 20 years of friendship, I'm moving on from them, and I love it. I'm so mad I wasted years on that project that didn't work out, and I love it. I am so tired and worn out from my kids, and I love it. Today's podcast is all about adding these four words at the end of sentences that make you feel scared or unsure or mad or resentful or nervous. Sometimes it might sound ridiculous, but it will change your thinking and it will change your life. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I love this idea of adding these four words to certain sentences for this reason. It is so practical and helpful and useful in the daily life that it changes the way you look at things. I have always been interested in self-improvement books and audiobooks and videos and TED Talks. I have been consuming self-improvement content since since I was 20 years old. I've always been very interested in learning about psychology and working through any issues I have or different phases or struggles that I go through and trying to work through issues. So I wake up every day without baggage and issue-free and happy and positive and we all go through certain things and i really believe that this is you know a lifelong journey but we can certainly set up different things in our lives that are so practical that they actually create change so i feel like for so many years i'll consume content and i'll nod my head and my husband laughs if he ever hears me cuz i talk back at things like yes nailed it exactly that's exactly how i feel but the thing is if there's not something practical and like actual to hang on to and then implement into my life, I may understand that and get it and agree with it. But how am I actually taking that concept and inputting it into my real life? That for me is where I think is kind of the disconnect in a lot of the self-improvement content that's out there is it's so motivating for sure. But I need a tactical step like, cool, I get that. I'm with you 100%. But tell me how how to apply that to my real life so I actually like change my daily thoughts and my daily actions, my daily decisions, reactions, all those things. And this, for me, is one of the best hacks. The four words are, and I love it. And I love it. So you say, and I love it at the end of any sentence that makes you feel uneasy or weird or sad or mad or confused or unsure or any of those emotions. Now, this is not my idea. I first heard this from an author and a comedian named Kyle Cease. Now, Kyle's a really interesting guy. He started out as a stand-up comedian 
And then he kind of followed a different path. And now he's an author and I think a really forward thinker when it comes to this stuff. So he says, and I love that. Like those are his four words. And I love that. And this is where I first heard about this. And then since then, I've kind of researched and heard um, some other authors say similar versions of it, but he's really the guy. He says, and I love that because he says that all of a sudden you're free. What it is that you were worried about and that you were expressing, you're not, you're not scared of it anymore because the actual problem isn't the thought, it's the resistance to the thought. And all the things that we think that we feel are limiting, all the things that we think that we are, we're only using our past as our basis of thinking this. I just love the way Kyle Cease really explains this because when you think about it, if you're standing up there worried that you're going to fail at a presentation, you're probably thinking about a presentation in the past that didn't go so great. So in your mind, you're labeling yourself because of that past failure. So the problem isn't the thought, it's you resisting the thought. And a lot of times you're resisting it because you're labeling it with something from the past. But the thing is, the past literally just isn't who you are. The past isn't who you are. And we associate so many feelings and fears with the past. And we put up our own hurdles that aren't actually there. So. I love when I read it. So I kind of took his version of, and I love that. And for me, I, I kind of do it in two different ways. I say, and I love it. I just, for me, those are the four words and I love it. Sometimes that's the end of the sentence. And sometimes I make it a transitional sentence. Like there, that's only, that's only half of the thought. And then I need another sentence in order to make it make sense. It is, it sounds ridiculous a lot of the time, but it, if you use it right, it cannot, you cannot help, but it change the way you are thinking about whatever it is you are facing, you know? Okay. Let's get into some real examples, like the quotes that I used at the beginning in our intro here. And let me explain what those, what it means. I'm so nervous to walk into that room and make a presentation in front of all those people. And I love it. For me, this is one of those ones that it just takes the fear and it just squashes it. You know what? Here's the thing. You're going to walk into the room. You're either going to do great. You're going to do okay. Or you're going to do bomb or you're going to bomb it. But the thing is, if you go in there embracing the feeling, it cuts out the fear, you know? And you have a much better shot of killing it in there because you've taken out the fear of the fear of the thought. You know what I mean? Kyle Cease also says that you have to actually love it. Like you can't just, you can't just try to tell yourself, like pull one over in yourself, like fake it, like, and I love it. No, you gotta really love it so that the fear can leave. You know what I mean? You can't say you love it and make it a lie. Because by trying to run from it, you acknowledge it as a real problem and you acknowledge that it's actually bigger than you, like it's out of your control. But that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to really love it. Like, you know what? I love it. Because then the fear, I just find that the fear and the uncertainty can't live in that same space. 
So we're not trying to trick ourselves and we're not faking ourselves out by saying like, okay, and I love it, but not really. No, like we're actually loving it. So that negative emotion, that negative old baggage that you carry for something in the past can actually leave because you're literally just saying, and I love it. How about this one? I can't believe after 20 years of friendship, I'm moving on from them and I love it. Now, this is one of those that the and I love it is not the period. It's This is the kind of like segue to the rest of the sentence for me. I can't believe after 20 years of friendship, I'm moving on from them and I love it because they are no longer a fit for me. They're no longer, you know, fueling my soul with happiness. They're no longer positive and fit into my life or, and I love it because I'm not going to look back on all of the great memories I have with them and throw that away. I love it because I'm able to understand that even though it doesn't work anymore, it doesn't mean the whole thing was a waste, you know? Sometimes you really, for me, and I love it, works so well because it's a great end of sentence and it's a great transition. How about this one? I'm so mad I wasted years on that project that didn't work out. And I love it because I put myself out there. I put myself in the arena. I tried something, but I learned. And I learned from those mistakes. And next time I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit it out of the park because I learned from it. I'm not going to let that be the period. You know, I wasted so much time and it didn't work out, period. Then it is a waste because you haven't learned and you're not taking that experience with you and you're not turning that into confidence, but you're turning that into, you know, self-doubt that becomes this negative story that isn't who you are. It's just one experience. How about for people who have kids? I'm so tired and worn out from my kids. Now, this is one I could say a lot, especially trying to take on work and kids and do it all myself. It's easy to just be like, I am so exhausted. I'm done. But think about it. I'm so tired and so worn out from my kids. And I love it because, man, what a blessed life I have to be able to have kids when that's a struggle for so many people. And like some of this may sound, you know, rah, rah, cheesy, like look at the positive lining and everything. But listen, it's completely the truth. You know, if you're listening to this real time when we are pretty much still um, in lockdown and quarantine during COVID-19, I read a great thing that's like, you know, we're all going nuts in our house with our kids. But, you know, how incredible in 18 years to look back and think on all this extra time we had together that we wouldn't. And listen, there are definitely struggles that come with it. Not to say that it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows, but just looking at that, like, man, how grateful am I to, you know, have my child or my kids and be able to see them grow up and and teach them things like, yes, I'm exhausted and they wear me out. And sometimes they push me beyond, beyond, but like, I love it. You know, it just helps you see the positive, be grateful and live more in the moment. You know, when you just need to complain or you just need to be negative, it just makes you flip it because living in that negative headspace and that complaining headspace just doesn't move you forward at all. No chance of it. How about for me? Here's a real example. I'm going to start a podcast and people are going to ask me why the hell I feel qualified to start a podcast. And I love it. 
because I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to downplay myself. I'm going to say, hey, I I feel like I want to. I feel like I can. I'm going to give it a go. I'm not going to overly... I'm not going to overly justify it. I'm not going to second guess it. I'm not going to make it make me stop because of course people are going to say that, wait, you're going to start a podcast? Like, why do you feel like you can do that, miss? Uh, Because I can, because I can Google it and figure out how to do it and I'm just going to go for it. I feel like a lot of the times that we need and I love it is when we're resisting judgment or negative energy from other people. And sometimes sometimes people might not even have bad intentions. That just might be their own limiting mindset. They may think that of themselves. Like, what does she think she can just up and start a podcast? Because they would think that they they would think that about themselves too. It could just be their own um, limited mindset, not anything against you. So someone says that to you, then all of a sudden you go, oh, they're saying that because of that time I failed. That time when I did this and I wasted this money and it didn't work and that's why they're saying I can't do it. Listen, maybe that's why they're saying it. Maybe it's not. But you're giving it that definition, you know? You can't allow someone else to define something for you and you can't define this current hurdle based on some past success or failure. It's just so important. How about this one? I'm going to try this crazy hard workout and I'm going to look like an idiot. And I love it because I'm pushing my body. I'm telling myself that I can get uncomfortable and try something new. Maybe I'll find something new that I love. And just because I'm going to look like an idiot, it's not going to stop me. You know, how about I'm going to quit my job because I'm only staying for the benefits, to be honest. And I have no idea what I'm going to do next. And I love it. I did a podcast recently on. Be on quitting things that aren't right for you anymore. And this was one of the main things that I really wanted to hammer home is a lot of times we don't take the next step on something because we can't see over that mountain. You know, if you're in a bad relationship, you don't want to quit the bad relationship because you don't yet have that next good relationship. So sometimes just seeing beyond and, and taking a leap of faith, to be honest, and knowing, like, I love this example. I'm going to quit my job because I'm only staying for the benefits, but I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I love it because it took the fear instantly out of that. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I just end that sentence right there. Done. This one doesn't need a continuation because for me, it's like, I have no idea what I'm going to do next. And I love it. It changes it. And now I have control over this situation where I have no idea. That sounds like I'm fearful and I'm, you know, you know, a shivering wet animal in the corner. Like I have no idea what I'm going to do. But when you say, and I love it, it's like you're coming out of that cold shower like a tiger. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. And I love it. All of a sudden, do you hear the difference? Like you have the control and this thing is empowering rather than terrifying. It makes you want to come out charging rather than like, retreat back under the covers where it's cozy and nothing can hurt you in bed, you know? How about, I'm going to go out on a limb and try this thing again, even though I failed last time. And I love it. Just because, listen, failure is learning and get up and try again, get up and try again. It's never the end of the race, you know? I love things that make me try again. And I've really had to work hard on not on on 
giving myself some grace for past mistakes. I am a big one. Like I will absolutely do this. If I have an idea, I, it'll pop up at my head, some sort of failure I had big or small in the past. And I'll try to talk myself out of why I'm not capable of doing it. And it's crazy. We are putting these limits on ourselves. So I love using the, and I love it for anytime you want to try something and then you, you know, and then you tell yourself that you can't. How about I'm going to train for a marathon, even though I've never really ran in my life. And I love it. People are going to judge you. They're going to tell, like, tell you, listen, you're 10 pounds overweight or whatever it is. You're not even, you're not even healthy. You're not even fit. Wait a minute. You don't even run. How are you going to do this? These might be thoughts in your own head or thoughts from somebody else. But here's the thing. You've flipped it. You've said, and I love it. It changes it completely to where now you're in control. It's a challenge rather than a fear. Now, how about other things that are like harder? Like I've spent half my savings since coronavirus started and I've wiped out, you know, coronavirus wiped out so many of my plans that now half of my savings are gone in four months. And I love it. Even though I'm down and I feel like I've hit rock bottom, the only way is up. And now, listen, also I realized I survived it. I'm still standing. It's only money. I'm going to figure it out. I have the power over this money. It doesn't have power over the, over me. I'm stronger than this and I'm going to come back. You know, you can make this help you in, be empowered in any situation. I'm telling you, even little small things, it's the most fun in little small things, you know, like just, and I love it. Like, man, I am going to go. I'm going to go organize my garage for six hours right now in the heat. And I love it because after that, I'm going to feel so organized. I'm going to know where everything is and I'm not going to, I'm going to save so much time because I'm not going to go searching for things. I'm going to come home every day and feel like I'm living, you know, in a nice Zen environment rather than things being thrown everywhere. So even though the next six hours are going to completely suck, that's not even my mindset because I put, and I love it at the end. And I'm focusing on how I'm going to feel afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, how about another one? Um, I have been looking forward to this party this weekend so much. And then I just got this cold and there's no way I'm going to be able to go. And I love it. Because you know what? I'm going to rest. I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to recover. There will be more events. I'm going to catch up on sleep. I'm going to hydrate and I'm going to come out of it feeling good. Like, yes, I'm bummed that I'm missing this event, but rather than sitting in bed and feeling sorry for myself, I'm just going to look at the, look at the positive. And I don't know, even when something sucks and you can't change that it sucks by adding, I love it at the end, it just makes it better. It just changes the story that you're telling yourself and it changes what's replaying in your head. It stops the negative thoughts. It flips it. And it gives you complete control over the situation. And so to wrap this up, the real summary is whatever sucks in your life, whether it's small or big, whether it feels very temporary or not so temporary, I dare you to stop and say, and I 
love it. See if you can turn it into a silver lining and if you can see the best in it and if you can flip it to where it's no longer scary or intimidating or it doesn't make you angry or resentful or any of that. It's empowering because we're letting go of the past. We're not letting different things that have happened to us or different things that we did define us today because because the thing is, is all we have is today. The past or past experiences, but I really feel like we all weigh, give them too much weight in going forward. Use them as lessons, but don't use them to define who you are or who other people in your life are. Take whatever you're struggling with today in the, in the micro, in the macro, and add, and I love it to the end. If you really do it, I'm telling you, because it's such a practical hack that you can add into your daily life when you have those negative or uncertain thoughts. It's such a practical hack. Like I started this episode saying, it doesn't, I'm not just trying to kind of give you the, you know, overall concepts. I'm trying to give you the hacks that I've learned to really implement them into your life and to change, to change your, to change your thinking which in turn changes your life. You're able to have control over your thoughts and the situations that you encounter. You're able to look at them in a more positive light and you're able to take control of them. And I think by doing this, overall, your days will be happier and more awesome. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.